Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. Season 2, episode 28 of What's Eating Kale. I'm Kale. (laughs) Crazy day today. story coming up that um, it's one of those that I question whether I should even do, but I'm going to. Uh, we have some Carol Summary coming up a little bit later on, uh, a continuation of our conversation yesterday, and uh, it's it's all about building a relationship with your dog. It, we really started out talking about the basic commands. Uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later on, and uh, this is how you build your relationship with your dog so that it actually listens to you and wants to listen to you, by golly. Can you even imagine that? A world in which your dog is like, I love that guy so much, no matter what he says, no matter what he does, I want to be with him. That would be just amazing. My dogs look at me a lot of times like, really? (laughs) Ah, You got to love him. You got to love him. Um, Kind of a weird day in in, um, entertainment. You know what I'm going to do? Honestly, I'm going to start playing this. Let me just tell you. So, like, it's my program, right? I can report on whatever I want, right? And so, when I'm looking through headlines for entertainment, what have you, I, I, I pick and choose. There's all kinds of things that don't interest me, that don't affect me, that don't make me go, wow, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, and then, today I was reading through and I'm like, oh, I missed this. How did I miss this? I saw this headline, yet I didn't say anything about it and it was uh, now it's like oh my god this is a huge deal uh so we'll talk about that uh and then there's another story that i missed uh anyway it's just my bad you know paying attention poorly which i'm probably guilty of all the time um first headline and this is one i missed britney spears new book the woman in me it's a memoir i guess Claims she was pregnant with Justin Timberlake's baby and had an abortion. She says she probably wouldn't have had the procedure if it was her decision alone. Pretty hard to turn the page on that. That's big news. Nate Bargatze will be hosting the Halloween episode of SNL. Uh, and the mu- <laughs> One of these days I'm going to read my notes as they are because they're freaking hilarious. I misspell things all the time. So Nate Barkazzi will be hosting the Halloween uh, SNL episode with musical gusts, uh, the Foo Fighters. Uh, the musical guests will be the Foo Fighters. Nate Bargatze's first time hosting SNL and the Foo Fighters' ninth time. So that, I, it, Nate Bargatze is probably my uh, it comedian for now. Um, Shane Gillis is another guy we watched recently that I thought was hilarious. Um, but uh, there's something about Nate, Nate Bargatze that I, I'm really enjoying lately. And he's going to be hosting Saturday Night Live, so it's going to be pretty awesome. In tech news, uh, Samsung is still the number one global smartphone, capturing 20% of the total global market in uh, quarter three, of course. Uh, Apple holds uh, second place with 18% of the market, and then a bunch of makers you've never heard of before. In sports headlines, did you see Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball around on the sidelines the other day? It's crazy. You stand up, no crutches. You know, not moving sharply or anything like that, or not moving athletically, but look comfortable throwing the ball. Um, 
So it seems as if uh, the reports are that he had this innovative Achilles tendon surgery. And it could allow him to return much quicker than mere mortals. Um, now, everybody's also saying that he is an absolute madman about getting better, about doing whatever it takes. And he's a guy that wills himself all the time to do whatever is necessary to get something done. Um, you don't really get that vibe from him. You know, he seems kind of, eh. um, he's, I don't know. It'd be pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Uh, and they're, they're hoping that, um, their current quarterback, Zach Wilson will, uh, at least get them to the point where they might be able to make the playoffs. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers might return in week 18. Um, normally an Achilles tendon is a year. He'd be out for the season, out for the playoffs, and uh, he would be a little uh, green, as it were, a little untested, even coming into next season. So it's a, it's a Lulu, but not for Aaron Rodgers. Up walking around without crutches. Um, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Now, this is a story uh, that I think I missed yesterday. Jordan Vandersloot. Uh, who is the prime suspect in the Natalie Holloway disappearance, uh, which she's been um, proclaimed dead. Uh, that was back in 2005. Uh, it, his lawyer says, Jordan Vandersloot's lawyer says, that he's going to reveal the details of Natalie Holloway's death. And uh, I have a little side story about this. Um, on, I believe it was Memorial Day in 2005, a friend of... Uh, a friend of mine and a bunch of other people's, a, a mutual friend, we were all out for dinner and uh, we had gotten uh, the news that he went missing. And um, he had been hiking in, this is going to seem like a long way around, but I promise you these stories collide. Um, he he went missing in the Gross Mountain, uh, I think the Gross, uh, uh, I forget what the name of it is. It's in uh, Canada. He had been in uh Washington doing some business and he went up to Canada to this gross mountain. I think it's called gross mountain. And, uh, he went hiking and he was never, he was lost. We, I'm a warrior. They're like, he was supposed to come home. People haven't seen him. He didn't show up for a meeting, yada, yada, yada. And, um, it turns out that he had fallen while he was on this hike and he was where nobody could find him. And, um, he, uh, was found, several days later, uh, and he passed away. Um, but they were, we were trying to get the word out. I was on local news. Uh, friends were doing everything they can, they could to get the word out to other uh, press uh, outlets. And uh, we, we were on the verge of having, I believe it was Good Morning America, report on the story when um, I believe the Natalie Holloway story broke. And uh, it was, uh, then they didn't do they didn't do this. So, um, that was, a, a, a crazy moment in our lives that always has tied me to Natalie Holloway's death. I believe that was the incident. Um, anyway, it was around the, roughly the same time. Uh, and if I'm talking out of my ass, somebody will sure will tell me, but, um, that's the way I remember it. And, uh, um, Dave Cole, good, good guy. Um, moving on. Return to natural. This is a story that, you know, I should honestly be playing. 
this underneath here. This is just creepy shit right here. Return to Nature Funeral Home in Penrose, Colorado is a green funeral home. Doesn't use embalming chemicals. Uh, they found that uh, they found a hundred and uh, just a little while ago they found 115 decaying bodies in the funeral homes, and now they're up to the the news headline today was that, that they're up to 189, and the guy just wasn't doing his business. He's taking the money and just keeping the bodies in back. That's horrifying. Imagine what that does to the families. The authorities are now working to identify the bodies and contact the loved ones. Just imagine what that does to the family. I mean, they have to, they've lost a loved one. And now they're going to get a call saying, there's this horrible thing happened. Can't even imagine. I just cannot imagine. So, and it, it, you know, honestly, I should have done that story somewhere else because it's very difficult now to play this and, you know, just change my attitude all of a sudden. But this is the part of the program we're in, so I'm going to play it. I got a little bit more uh, Carol Sunbury talk. Um, and got to be honest with you, this is, to me, the, the conversation yesterday and the conversations today are the key. They're the key to everything with your dog. And uh, we're bad at it, and we got to get better at it. Uh, you're probably bad at it and need to get better at it. You know, your dog does some things well, you know, and then it, it doesn't even pay attention to you for the real things that you want him to do. Like when he's outside sniffing around and you need him to come in, and you're like, for us, it's like, Spencer, come. And Spencer doesn't even look back. He just sits out there, nah, I'm sniffing stuff. And uh, I, I just, it's annoying. Well, Carol Sunbury, so we talked yesterday about how sit is the dumbest command you can teach your dog. Just worthless. And so today's conversation continues uh, with me saying, well, it, me, <laughs> it continues with me defending our value in telling our dog to sit. Uh, first of all, because our dog actually sits when we tell it. <laughs> so we've accomplished one thing. But this is that conversation as it occurred uh, a couple days ago. And uh, this is me explaining why we teach our dog. It's it's really me just making up excuses. Yeah, I think for us, I'll just speak for us. I don't know if this is for everybody. But a lot of times that's the way to stop whatever behavior is going on right now, right? Like it's a bad behavior that's going on. You tell it to sit and it mm-hmm. stops doing whatever else it was doing. Right. So to that hey. point, though... Um, and you and I have talked about this. This is a crazy relationship. And I just want to talk about relationship for one second here. Um, Lisa, as I've mentioned, the dogs just focus on her. They always know where she is. If she's out of the room, they're a little frazzled. Like, um, I don't, I'm not really sure what's happening right now. Um, but when there is something going on that is either chaotic to them or frightening to them, they all come to me. They all, you know, they come right to me. Uh, and, I, I, so I have that relationship with them, whatever that is, some sort of protector or something like that. But um, I just, I, so they look to her probably because she feeds them and, and what have you. And she's always probably nicer to them than I am. And not that I'm not nice to my dogs. I just don't pay as much attention as she does. Um, but so talk to me about that relationship a little bit to start to train your dog to love you. 
Okay. So, you know, great question. You know, we would love to think our dogs just love us because we, you know, adopted this one or purchased this one out of litter or, you know, whatever. But, you know, um, relationships happen with dogs just like with people. And so, you know, um, how do you build that relationship? Well, okay, I would tell you to think of your dog as a toddler. And if you had a toddler that was coming to stay with you, you know, you would probably ask yourself, um, you know, like, what are his favorite things to do? Okay, let's say, oh, he loves to play ball and he likes to play video games and, you know, um, his favorite food uh, is hamburgers. I'm just giving you an example, okay? So now this child comes to stay with you for a couple of weeks, so you're going to maybe play ball with him. Maybe you're going to play video games and maybe you're going to take him to your favorite hamburger place, okay? Okay. So... If you think about it, you know, dogs are much like toddlers. So, you know, what are your dog's favorite things? And I tell people, you know, training is not rocket science. Think of your dog's three to five favorite motivators, okay? For some dogs, that's touch. For some dogs, that's baby baby talk. Um, for almost every dog, it's food, okay? Every species shares food as part of a bonding ritual. Okay. So just using some of their food to train them. Holding their, you know, favorite toy and engaging with it, you know, once a day for two minutes, you know, um, touching them where they like. Now, most people don't bother to learn about how dogs think, how they learn, what they like. Dogs hate to be pat on the head. Most dogs hate it. And I probably say that every time we speak. (laughs) But, you know, we often don't, you know, take the time to go, oh, he loves to be rubbed on his neck. Boy, does he love that. So it's really just taking those moments, just like you would with Lisa. Um, or this little boy that's coming to live with you and saying, what motivates my dog? And how can I just build in those things so my dog thinks I'm the best thing in the world? Heaven help us if a kid ever needs to come live with us. Um, I think that's why we're only godparents to like one kid now. So I think that's, people look at it and like, yeah, they, they couldn't do it. Uh, the conversation continues um, building the relationship. So I'm, I'm going to ask some more questions here. But uh, this is the second part of that conversation. Getting your dog to pay attention to you and, you know, I think one of the ways I would describe it is and want to do, like just wants to please you. Um, How would you tell someone to get that process started, to get them to start? You know, like our our dogs choose when they want to pay attention to us right now. They pay attention to us, of course, when we have something. But for them to always trust and bank on us, like, oh, when I go to that guy, it's always awesome. Well, how would you how would you tell us to start that process? Because my guess is, it's not always just snapping your fingers and having a treat. Perhaps it is, but right. Um, so, okay, what would be so, your process um, there? Okay, I would first tell you, believe it or not, you, me, your dog, a child. It takes about four hundred times to build a strong pathway to the brain. You and I go to school for 13 plus years. So a lot of times we teach our dogs, we, you know, tell them something five times. They don't speak our language and we expect them to know it. So number one is be patient, you. Okay. So it takes about 400 times to build a strong pathway to the brain. Okay. The second thing is, um, you know, they don't speak our language. So what would I do? I would find a favorite toy and I would engage with them every day and I would keep it up so that you can bring it out and make it exciting and play some, you know, tug and, you know, make, let the dog chase it. I would use some treats to, to teach eye contact and things like that. And I would reallocate some of their food to training. So it might just be as simple as taking the first 10 pieces of their meal and, teaching eye contact or throwing it down the hallway and then calling him to come and making a fun game of it. 
So it would be using their food, probably reallocating their food, using some treats, um, finding a favorite toy and engaging with them. And really it would be making that time for eye contact, not while you're on your cell phone, not while you're, you know, um, doing other things or you're working, literally investing that time and saying, how, what's my dog really like and how can I give him more of that throughout the day and build that relationship? My dog is going to think I'm awesome. He's going to be like, what happened to this guy? He didn't used to be this cool. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm going to switch topics here. So I'm just going to do this. Uh, I'm going to switch topics to, uh, we've, we're running this contest right now. We've had about four entries, five entries, I think total. Uh, no one has won the music mashup from Monday. Um, little disappointing. I think that I, I feel like I know a lot of music aficionados or people who are well-versed in music. Apparently not. Um, if I go this whole week, I'm going to make a decision by tomorrow. If we go this whole week without a winner, we are going to, uh, I, the, the choice is, do I roll the 50 bucks over into the next one? And then the next one will be worth a hundred bucks or, uh, does that just $50 just go away? Cause you didn't get it. So tough luck. Um, so I'm kind of leaning toward the second one cause I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, I really thought that, <clears throat> you know, a couple hundred people listen, you maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe we'd have 50, uh, entrants. Uh, it does take some time. So <clears throat> I'll make the decision, but the contest will run until Monday. So you'll have all day Monday yet. And then, uh, we'll start the new contest on Tuesday and that'll run through the next Monday and then we'll keep going from there. So that's how this is going to work. Now I play it here. I'm going to make this mute, this mashup available at what's so that you can just download just the mashup It'd be easier to listen to easier to work your way through. Um, take your time, try to get your, your, uh, what is that one program that you can click on and it'll tell you what the song is? I, why can't I think of it right now? Ah, whatever it is. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you can hook that thing up and try to try to get these. Uh, they all have one thing in common, so you have to know that as well. But uh, right now, take a listen to the mashup one more time. This is I, I think this is pretty easy. There's only two in here that I wouldn't have been able to get right away, but I think I could have figured out what they were. And Mondays always get me down Monday morning you show the fight Monday. I don't like Mondays Monday, Monday. Monday, Monday. Gonna be a long Monday Except for Monday Which was never good anyway Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell anybody you want, uh, help, have them help you help yourself to win 50 bucks. It should be pretty easy since hardly anybody's even, uh, jumping into the, into the contest. Your odds are pretty damn good. All you got to do is sit down and figure out which of the songs there are. Um, tomorrow I'll even give a hint, not giving a hint today, a little early yet. Um, but tomorrow I'll give a hint and, uh, and, and that's, I mean, honestly, 
you want 50 bucks, don't try. 50 bucks for like a half an hour of your time and kind of some fun? Hmm. What kind of money you're making out there? But if that ain't worth it, I don't know what is. That's it's Eden Kale today. Uh, coming up this week, we've got more uh, with Brad Arnett. Ben Holtz tomorrow. And uh, until then, make it a good one.